Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Well, good day, footy fans, and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Finals Week 1. My name is Emmanuel Penklet, and thankfully, Michael is on the other side of the world. He asked me what time I'll be recording, can he zoom in, and uh, I made up an excuse so that I couldn't connect to him. It's uh, great to have your company for this episode. It is Obviously going to be very somber as a South supporter, um, but the writing had been on the wall for this one. I foreshadowed it last week. Um, it was one of the most dramatic, dramatic falls off a cliff for a football team ever. And uh, unfortunately, it was my team that was uh, the proud producer of such a moment. Um, we are, of course, talking about South and the Roosters, and, and South missing the finals, and the Roosters, of course, sneaking in and grabbing that seventh spot. And congratulations to them. They've won five in a row. Souths have won three, had won three of their last 10 games. They'd won four games in the last 13 rounds after leading the comp after round 11 with an 8 and 13, 8 and 3 uh, win loss record. Um, the facts are, are quite overwhelming really if you're a South supporter just to see the fall from grace so they finished the season conceding 21 points a game from rounds 1 to 11 they had conceded 13.63 points a game which is pretty much in the sweet spot for winning a premiership uh, from rounds 12 to 27 they conceded 27.3 points a game uh, and the for context on that fall from grace uh, the Tigers were leaking 28.13 points per game over the course of the season. So their defence just went to bits. Defence is about effort. It's about mindset. It's about working as a team. It's about cohesion. It's about communication. It's all the things that don't show up in the stats. It's all the it's all it's all the the trust you have in your teammates. It's all the hard work, the perseverance. It's it's not the sh- it's the grittiness. It's it's the grind, uh, and it's sort of. It's a bit of desire and belief in your teammates and trust in yourself. And South just completely lost it, completely lost it in that period, which is incredibly frustrating as a South supporter. So forgive anyone that's on this podcast and is not a Bunnies fan, but here's a bit of a reality check on South Sydney. I think that the premiership window may have closed until that defence is is put in proper order. I think uh, there had been some complacency in our game for a long period of time, and the mentality that we could always outscore teams uh, had really crept in. We had made five preliminary finals in a row between 18 and 22, which was an incredible feat, and the first time that South had made five consecutive finals since 1971. It was a true golden era, the only thing we had to show for it was a, a, a grand final appearance in 2021. 
Um, there was a lot... There was writing on the wall at times, I think, where it, it the club probably could have taken a more serious view of things. Uh, at the start of the 2020 season, Souths were incredibly sluggish uh, and crept into the top eight uh, in seventh spot, uh, or perhaps sixth spot at the end of the 2020 COVID-ridden season. 2021, we of course made the grand final, which was outstanding. Uh, and so exciting, and we got oh so close. But in the middle of that season, we got pumped 50 nil by Melbourne and 54 of 10 by Penrith in the space of three weeks. That is a an abomination. And it's it, massive losses and an incredible failure to to perform and deliver. And even last year, you know, we limped in, limped into the finals. We we started slow. Uh, our season was sluggish and we finally got going at the end of the year. And while it's always good to make the finals and have an appearance in September, again, we we had a soft draw where we, we played a Roosters team that, that were underdone. Uh, we then played a, Penra, a Cronulla team in week two of the finals that was really inexperienced and that we caught off guard. Uh, and then in week three, we were caught with our pants down after leading 12-0 it all fell away for us, and again, the mindset and the attitude just wasn't there. And um, I hope that the club takes the opportunity with this off-season to really focus on the things that it's probably willfully ignored uh, over the last couple of years. The players also need a good break. They should reevaluate how the team is played, how the structure of the team works, work on their defence and work on their combinations um, I felt like a lot of progress had been made in the development of players like Lachlan Ilias, Colin Matungi, Campbell Graham uh, in the first 11 rounds of the year. Uh, Ilias looked like he was going to shake second-year syndrome. Um, he did an outstanding job, outstanding job in the first um, first few weeks of the year. But in the back end of the year, they, these players, in my view, really regressed. Um, it, it was underwhelming. I appreciate we had injuries, but... All that did was expose the lack of depth in our club. Uh, I am concerned. While the the, the um, South New South Wales Cup team is making the finals uh, and is into the second week of the finals, I'm a bit concerned about the talent in that spine. Um, we have an aging roster. We have an aging spine. Other than Lockie Elias, we have a, a fullback that that um, that hasn't won a premiership for four years. That hasn't performed uh, as well as people would have liked him to perform for our club and has gone missing at times each season. He's been with us. Cody Walker, Damian Cook, both uh, into their 30s uh, and the club needs to also look to the future uh, and it's very hard not to assume that the wrong decision was made with Adam Reynolds uh, playing this weekend. Um, I just hope that the club does the right thing by him uh, by Lockie Elias, uh, and it, it, rather than discarding him, uh, it works with him and tries to develop him into an outstanding halfback. You can see the potential in him, but he needs to take control of this team and he needs to be the point that brings the other parts of the spine uh, together. Now, the Roosters were absolutely outstanding. Um, you could see they wanted it more, they had more confidence. Luke Keary played probably some of the best football I've seen him play this year, but Sam Walker is really the difference in this team. I don't know why he was ever dropped. I don't think he deserved to be. People will justify it, but I just don't think he deserved to be dropped. I think he needed to be there, and if he had played for the Roosters this year, 
imagine what could have been. Um, the rest of the ladder, well, for the first time in, in many years, three of last year's four preliminary finalists didn't even make the finals, South Parramatta and North Queensland. The Tigers finished the year with four wins and they got the wooden spoon. Uh, it was the same as the four wins they got last year um, and they actually dropped coming 17th instead of 16th. Um, the Dragons probably had the most disappointing season. Canterbury are in a deep rebuild, but I think the fans are getting impatient. Uh, the Dolphins were outstanding, but it is a, a long list of Sydney clubs that are very, very out of place in the bottom of the ladder. Souths, Parramatta, Manly, Canterbury, the Tigers, and the Dragons. Uh, it's meant we have this hot potato about the NRL week one of the finals, who gets the home ground advantage, who gets to play, uh, at what ground. The Cronulla, of course, coming six, have earned their right to a home final. Apparently, they're hosting the Roosters on Saturday night at Shark Park, uh, which currently holds, wait for it, 12,000 people. Roosters fans up in arms and suggesting that Allianz Stadium as a neutral venue should be used to host the match. I agree that it should be at a neutral venue, but if Roosters fans suddenly think Allianz are neutral, is neutral, why don't they let South Sydney play there? Um, so the matchups for this week are as follows on on Friday night, sorry, on uh, Friday night, the Broncos will host the Storm, second versus third. On Saturday afternoon, the Panthers will host the Warriors. On Saturday evening, the Sharks will host the Roosters. And on Sunday afternoon, Newcastle will host Canberra. Uh, it's going to be a very different sort of comp this year. There, there are some teams there that, there that are just short of experience. And in my view, a couple of teams that just don't deserve to be there. Um, Newcastle, obviously, lacking a bit of experience. The Warriors and Brisbane as well. Uh, Cronulla have been there before, have a very good for and against. Um, the Roosters, negative for and against, but probably have earned their place, having won more games than they've lost. And Canberra, I just don't think, deserve to be there with points against of 623, which is better than only teams 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. And at minus 137, their points differential is actually worse than all teams but the Dogs, Dragons, and the Tigers. Um, with that, let's get into finals week one. Uh, this is my last weekend doing the solo podcast. Michael is due back in the country later this week. If he comes back and the Roosters lose, I expect he will be taking the entire of next season off so the Roosters can charge towards a comp with him away. Uh, Broncos host the Storm on Friday night at Suncorp Stadium. Brisbane with an incredible um, heavy defeat record at the hands of Melbourne. They've lost 14 in a row. Uh, quite extraordinary, really, uh, including the game last week. Two very different teams, but in any case, still quite a record. Uh, for the Broncos, Reynolds and Carrigan have been named to return, alongside Stars held back from playing in round 27. Katoni Staggs returns from suspension in the centres. Jesse Arthurs shifts out to the wing. 
when Corey Oates drops to 18th man. And despite being charged with um, three separate offences last week, Piakura is good to go after each charge drew a monetary fine rather than suspension. Uh, Palacia gets the nod to the bench ahead of Corey Jensen. And for the Storm, Jerome Hughes has been named to play and is among 12 changes to the side from round 27. Harry Grant, shoulder, has also been named, while Meany, Warbrick, um, Tonomapia, Sevek, Coates, Munster, Kamakamika, Welch, Liero, Katoa and Big Nelson are all back after being rested. Pap has been named on the bench, as expected, and will add X-Factor for Craig Bellamy. Wishart is 18th man. Uh, I expect Melbourne to win this one. On Saturday afternoon, the Panthers host the Warriors in what I think will be the um, the big test for the Warriors, really. Um, for Penrith, Mitch Kenny and Sorensen are back on deck, but Jerome Luai remains sidelined. Cogger will wear the six on the back of three try assists and line break assists in the win over the Cowboys. Summerton and Garner are listed among the reserves after filling in for Kenny and Sorensen last week. And Jamin Salmon is 18th man. For the Warriors, Sean Johnson returns to steer the ship alongside Tamara Martin, who will be all the better for his hit out against the Dolphins. Tohu Harris is back on deck with the rest of the brigade of rested stars, including Nickel Clock star, Dallin Matenis Lesniak, Adam Fenua Blake, Wade Egan, Jackson Ford, Jazz Tavanger also returns after missing three games with a hamstring injury. Uh, I expect Penrith to win off the back of their dominance display last year, which last week, which saw them win their third minor premiership in four years. Um, the elimination final on Saturday night, the Sharks host the Roosters at Points Bet Stadium. Fitzgibbon has named the same 17 at Downed Canberra, but Will Kennedy looks set to return from a hamstring injury after being listed among the reserves. Connor Tracy played five games at fullback in Kennedy's absence but suffered a knee injury against the Raiders and looks unlikely to be available. And for the Roosters, after failing his bid to be declared fit for round 27, Manu has been named and will be given every opportunity to play. Um, with uh, Daniel Tupo out due to the knee injury he suffered in the lead-up to round 27, Pago will play his first-ever finals match and Fletcher Baker is available after being hit with a monetary fine for a dangerous throw in the Souths game. Hutchison is 18th man. Now, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think either of these teams has had ideal finals preparation. Um, Roosters have won... Both teams have won six of their last ten. The Roosters have beaten Souths, the Tigers, Parramatta, the Dolphins, and Manly. Um, and before that, they were absolutely smashed by Brisbane. So they've played five teams that did not make the top eight. Uh, and Cronulla, in their last five rounds, have beaten Souths. They beat the Gold Coast, beat the Cowboys. Uh, they got pumped by Newcastle, and um, they beat Canberra. I, to be honest, I think that Cronulla are vulnerable in this game. They've been vulnerable all year, and I think the Roosters have the talent to probably go to the next stage of the finals. I don't particularly think any team is going to push deep into uh, September, but for so long as experience counts um, in these earlier games, I think that it's the Roosters that will prevail in this one. And on Sunday afternoon, the big game, I'm expecting a 
big, big result here for Newcastle. They host the Raiders on Sunday afternoon. Uh, they've won nine of their last ten. They've won their last nine in a row. Ponga, Hastings and Fitzgibbon have all been named to return in a huge boost. Uh, Lockie Miller and Clune uh, are among the reserves should there be any late changes. Tyson Frizzell, Dane Gagai and Phoenix Crossland are all back after being rested in round 27. So Tuala and Dylan Lucas move to the reserves and from Manu Brown drops out. Uh, and on the bench, Matt Croker left the field for HIA inside the final 15 minutes but has been named to play. And for Canberra, Seb Chris has been banned for five matches for that ugly tackle on Sione Katoa last week. Schiller comes in on the wing after a two-try haul in New South Wales Cup. Albert Hopawati and club legend Jared Croker are listed among the reserves and may yet get a call-up. Uh, Papali'i and Corey Hallsborough has tested their losses that have tested the depth of the forwards. And uh, Mariota and Puru have been named to start after being promoted to the run-on side. So, in that game, Newcastle for mine. I think that's going to be the biggest win of the weekend. So, uh, Broncos uh, will lose again to Melbourne, and Penrith will beat the Warriors. So, um, Panthers and Melbourne to have the week off. Then, the Roosters and Newcastle will live to fight another Day, and I have on that Brisbane playing the Roosters in week two and the Warriors hosting Newcastle. Uh, we're going to have a conversation in the next couple of weeks uh, when Michael is back just about the quality of this Panthers team and their place in history because I think that conversation is probably going to come around soon. This team is looking at has just won its third minor premiership in four years. It is um, two wins away from its uh, fourth grand final appearance in consecutive seasons. It is uh, looking at three wins away from um, a three-peat of premierships not seen since the 1981, 82 and 83 Parramatta Eels. Um, an outstanding outstanding result for the club if they can do it uh, and we will talk more about that uh, the other incredible feat which I think needs to be mentioned is Melbourne Melbourne Storm uh, have once again uh, been absolutely incredible so dominant this year they have actually made their 13th final series in a row which is incredible um, second only to the Roosters uh, sorry second behind them is the Roosters with their seventh final series in a row uh, Melbourne uh, the only year in their history they haven't actually made the finals is the 2010 season we all know what happened to them that year but a truly outstanding result that is a club that completely dominates thrives on excellence think about the troops they lost this year the players that went to um to the Dolphins, um, the talent that they've lost before that in uh, Cronk, Slater, Smith, and Craig Bellamy is just a wonderful coach. He's extraordinary in, in what he does. Um, and I do think that we're not too far away from Ivan Cleary being spoken about in the, in the same way. Uh, while the, you know uh, clubs like the Roosters uh, are frequent 
uh, frequently appear in the finals and Souths have been up there, Wayne Bennett coach teams. I think that the the results that Bellamy and now Cleary are starting to get out of their, their rosters uh, just puts them in another echelon. And it is a conversation I think Michael and I will have in the lead-up to the Dallium Award for the Coach of the Year. Uh, but we will save all that for Michael's return next week. We'll do a bit more of a proper review on what happened to the bottom sides uh, and the exiting um, teams from the finals, whoever they may be, next week when Michael is back. Thank you so much for tuning in to my five weeks of monologues. Um, and for anyone that is still listening at this point in time, much appreciated. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and go the bunnies. <laughs>